0: Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm a former assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello. How are you all doing today? I am doing okay. I'm home my little boy is home. My youngest is home. And I've kind of had this interesting thing today where I've been doing all this high level work for a whole assistant. And I've been meeting with clients and like helping executive assistants crush it. And then on the flip side, I've also been pulling apple out of my son's nose with tweezers. So I feel like you can probably relate to this on some level. <laughs> Like A lot of us do high-level tasks and we're, are working on high-level projects for our executives. And then on the flip side, we're doing this low-level stuff like getting coffee and all the things. So anyway, I just wanted to share that story to encourage you. It never actually stops. Like You can quit the job, you can quit the role, but inevitably you're going to be doing something that is less fun and that you don't like. Anyway, I digress. So before we get started with the topic of today, I do want to share about a masterclass that I'm going to be hosting the 16th, 17th, and 18th of this month. So if you're listening to this episode as it comes out in real time, it is January 2024, and I decided to kick the year off right by hosting a free masterclass. And the masterclass is called Unlock Your EA Badassery, Three Steps to Developing Your Strategic Partnership. So I'm really excited to present this information to you. And as I think about what I want to bring to you in 2024, I really want to focus more on strategic partnering and helping my clients and all of you level up so that you can be the most strategic badass business partners ever. So the link to register for this masterclass is only going to be an hour long, is wholeassistant.com slash partnership. That's wholeassistant.com, all one word, slash partnership. And I'll also link to the registration in the show notes below. Okay, so on to the topic of today. So I've been thinking a lot about what helps us be optimally productive. And as I was putting together this month's content and episodes for this month, I really wanted to kick the year off right by focusing on productivity and on the actual solutions to problems that we have. And one of the problems that a lot of us have is this mistaken belief that we cannot have downtime if we're going to be optimally productive. Like if we're going to be productive and we're going to crush it in our roles, then we must be working all the time. But I would actually counter that with this equation that I'm about to share with you. And I understand this dilemma intimately. I think after having run whole assistant for four and a half years while working as a full-time executive assistant, I had to optimize every minute of every day. I was up super early writing. And this one equation really set my mind at ease when I chose to rest because a lot of us don't choose to rest and it's to our detriment and it causes burnout and if you've been following me for any amount of time, you know my personal story of burnout. If you don't know my personal story of burnout, go back to the first one or two episodes of this podcast I ever created, and I share it with you there. But I really want to make sure that you're crushing it, but that we're also doing it in a way that serves us. So the equation that I'm about to share with you, or the equation that I'm sharing with you today is this. Productive time plus downtime equals optimal productivity. Productive time plus downtime equals optimal productivity. Notice I didn't say productive time plus more productive time equals optimal productivity or productive time plus overworking equals optimal productivity. No, productive time plus downtime equals optimal productivity. Now this is important for a number of reasons. I think for there again, we all want to improve our productive output. And we also want to sure we're taking care of ourselves that burnout serves no one. It's terrible for productivity. I've coached a lot of people through burnout, a lot of assistants through burnout. And one thing that always comes up are like the number of mistakes that they're making because they are just so burnt out. And so they also aren't able to actually focus on any one thing. They feel like they're stumbling and can't catch their footing. So burnout doesn't serve anyone and it's terrible for productivity. And we often wear our overworking and that sort of thing is a badge of honor. Overworking leads to burnout, guys. So it's not a badge of honor that any of us want to wear. Now, I'm not saying that the integration looks doesn't look different for all of us because it does. Some people love to work. Some people feel filled up and they feel joy when they're working. So burnout is not really an issue for those people. I think about whole assistant and how much I have poured myself into really Creating content that will serve you, helping my clients show up more strategically in their roles, all the things. And that just brings me joy. It's creative in nature, it's also really strategic. And my number one on the Strengths Finder is strategy. Like I'm a strategic thinker, first and foremost. That's my number one Strengths Finder on the Clifton Strengths Finder test, in case you're curious. So I love strategizing on behalf of my clients and with my clients. So I don't burn out when I do that. And at the same time, I can work so hard and so long that it's hard for me to take a break. So this equation really grounds me. Productive time plus downtime equals optimal productivity. And here's the other kind of caveat or the other like point I want to make with this as to why this is so important is because you need to allow your brain the time and space to assimilate information. Your brain actually needs some downtime in order to take a step back, get out of the weeds and to assimilate everything that you've worked on over the last 24 hours, everything that you have worked on over the last week. So it's going to be impossible to actually assimilate the information if you're in go mode 100% of the time. If you're unable to kind of detach from your work life, it's gonna be hard to allow your brain the space and time to assimilate that information. And look, guys, I get it. I think that working is a part of all of our identities. It's certainly a part of mine. And it was hard for me even when I had my children because I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never known any other identity Than my work, I love what I do as an assistant. I love showing up and supporting my executive. I love thinking strategically on his behalf and thinking strategically with regards to my systems. I love work. And if you love work too, that's amazing. You still need to allow your brain the time and space to assimilate information you still need to take a step back at the end of the day and decompress and do something other than work. Go for a walk, go to work out, go to yoga, whatever you need to do to clear your mind. Even sitting down and watching Netflix, like my husband and I are right now in the middle of Suits. And by the way, you guys, I love the writers of Suits because they write some really strong female characters I love. So check out Donna. Donna's awesome. Donna is like the epitome of an empowered assistant, and she still makes mistakes from time to time, and I just love that character. So if you're in the mood to take on a new um, series, I highly recommend Suits. There are eight seasons. I think we're about halfway through all of them right now, and I'm just loving the series so far. Like I said, I haven't seen the entire series, so I hope it doesn't go south, but I'm loving it. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) But we actually need that time away from our jobs and able to assimilate everything that we've taken in so that we can show up more strategically so that when we're on, we can really be on and we can be showing up like a boss and we can be crushing it. So I think what ends up happening is we end up discounting rest. We end up thinking that rest is less than, and we end up adopting an equation that looks more like productive time plus overworking right? And we think that that is going to lead to optimal productivity. But as I mentioned a few minutes ago, productive time plus overworking actually leads to burnout. So I just want to bring some awareness to this. You should not be working all the time if you want optimal, if you want to produce optimally, if you want optimal productivity We want to be the best assistant we can be and that we think the way of doing this is overworking and not setting those boundaries around our time and energy or not setting those boundaries around like on and off hours or not setting those boundaries even with ourselves with regards to checking email after hours or other things that we do that we shouldn't be doing, (laughs) right? So that's something that I really want us to pay attention to is Often the number one violator or like the primary violator of our boundaries is us. We so want to show up and we so want to produce good work that we end up ignoring those things that will actually guard against burnout and will actually produce the good work that we want to produce, right? It's just like a thought error. It's a way of thinking that isn't serving us because it's not actually leading to the result that you want. And what ends up happening is when we discount rest more often than not, We are either trying to be the best assistant we can be, and we think that overworking is a way to get there, or we want to make others happy at our own expense. It's like we're people pleasing others because we feel like it's our role to make other people happy. And yes, it's your role to show up and serve and to make sure that everyone is taken care of, but it's not necessarily your role to make everyone happy. You can do everything right for your executive and your executive can still have a cranky day when that happens is you land in resentment because you feel entitled to others being happy with you. And you also feel entitled to some sort of acknowledgement that you're overworking, but often it goes unacknowledged. (laughs) So you may as well decide to take good care of yourself and to set up those parameters around your time and energy that serve you and also serve the work that you're trying to do. Also increase your productivity. Also have you show up the way that you want to show up from an empowered place and not from a place of exhaustion and not from a place of resentment and not from a place of anxiety or like making other people's happy at your own expense, which is my definition of people-pleasing. Okay. So that's one kind of problem that we can run into. That's one equation that can often take the place of productive time plus downtime equals optimal productivity. And that there again is productive time plus overworking which then equals burnout, right? Another kind of pitfall that I see a lot is productive time plus buffering. will have you getting the wrong things done? So first of all, this comes from a place of not wanting to feel a certain emotion or attempting to get out of discomfort by distracting yourself. So Oftentimes we know what the priorities are, but if there's like a big priority on our list and we know that we need to take action on it, but we aren't quite sure how to tackle the project or how to tackle the task, we tend to focus on other things. In life, this can look like Netflix instead of doing your laundry or death scrolling instead of like doing the dishes, right? Anything other than what you should be doing to distract ourselves from the thing that you actually should be doing. That's my kind of definition of buffering. It's like creating a buffer between you and your emotion and that discomfort. And so what this often looks like is doing the wrong things at the office. And this is, I find this is often really common with people who are either newer to the executive assistant role, or they have just been promoted to this more intense role and they aren't quite sure how to navigate a specific portion of their role or a specific project that they've been tasked with. So what they do is they revert back to their old role. They revert back to their comfort zone. And what ends up happening there is that they end up not actually taking the actions they need to take in order to get this bigger project done that is scary right and so productive time plus buffering equals getting the wrong things done and we don't want that to happen either (laughs) and i think that that downtime actually allows your brain to assimilate information it actually will bring up good ideas on the next step to take in that larger project if we let it like if we can get quiet with ourselves and just check in and just ask ourselves what is the next step like looking at this project and looking at what needs to get done and the end result. What is the next step? And if you have actual questions about this, you can present a couple next steps to your executive and be like, look, I'm guessing that either A or B need to be done. Which do you think needs to be done first? And you can actually have that conversation. But unless you actually allow yourself the time and space to slow down and to actually assimilate the information, it's going to be hard to come up with that next step for that larger, scary project. So I've just seen this a lot. I just want to, I just want to, like, if we're talking about productivity strategies, buffering is not the way to go. Buffering actually really stunts our productivity, even though we're getting things done, they're the wrong things. So I just pay attention. Like, what's your motivation for wanting to do the thing, even though it may need done and, but it's a lower priority item. Is it that you're trying to avoid doing something else that is much more important? And how can you create some time and space for yourself to actually contemplate and consider what the next step may be. Okay, so going back to this equation of productive time plus downtime equals optimal productivity. I love this equation because it allows you to be 100% present with your work while you're at work and gives you permission to disconnect when you're off. That disconnection time is vital to your success when you're working. It allows your brain the space and time to assimilate information, as I mentioned several times on this episode so far. And I'll never, like, I love to take walks. I love to take walks. And I also really enjoy yoga. Although I've taken a break from yoga. <laughs> now I just like to pound it out at the gym. <laughs> I kind of go through seasons with my workout. So now I'm just like in gym mode. And I love taking walks because I can spend some time in prayer. And I can just ask God, what am I missing? And just kind of spend some time listening. <laughs> and also checking in with myself and like figuring out what the next step is. And I'm kind of been surprised at what I have gained from that quiet time. And what I've gained when I'm like pounding it out at the gym and I'm not focused on work specifically, or when I'm in yoga and my brain is getting cleared and my body is moving and I'm more, I brought back to myself. We spend so much time problem solving for everyone else that to come back to ourselves is a great way to allow your brain the space and time to present you with new ideas and new ways of thinking about things. So how do we actually create this equation? How do we actually implement this equation in our day-to-day and in our lives? The first kind of strategy I have for you all is to set some parameters for yourself. And so by parameters, I mean kind of set some boundaries with yourself after, you're not going to check email after hours. Or if you are, you're only going to check once. <laughs> you you know, whatever you want that parameter to be for yourself to allow yourself some space from work, set that parameter and then set time aside to quiet your brain. So there again, for me, this often happens at the gym. I also really enjoy meditating. So really just trying to sit with myself And as a thought comes up, just kind of releasing it and letting it go and then checking in with myself. Journaling is another really great way to quiet your brain. I will do brain dumps, especially if I'm riled up about something, man, a good brain dump is a good way to get it all out of me, especially if I'm feeling like angry or frustrated or upset about something. (laughs) If I can just have a moment to do a brain dump. I'm like, no wonder I'm feeling upset. Look at all these terrible thoughts that are going through my brain right now. (laughs) You can kind of like get some space between you and what your thoughts are. And prayer is another really great way to connect with God, connect with yourself, and to allow for more space and more quiet throughout your day. And my last but not least, the last strategy I want us all to really be aware of is that this may require you to land higher on your priority list. In order to implement productive time plus downtime, we are going to have to land higher on our priority list. But it is kind of like figuring out what integration works best for you what routine is going to allow for everything in your life to flow seamlessly, what integration is going to allow for this downtime, as well as for the productive time, right? So those are some things I want you to consider. And I really want you to consider implementing this productive time plus downtime equals optimal productivity concepts and report back. Let me know If this works for you as well as it has for me, like I mentioned before, I am a high performing, high output type person. And so this is a good reminder to me that downtime is equally as important as productive time, even though I may need less of it than the actual productive time. Okay, guys, that is what I have for you guys today. Be intentional, be whole. That is all for. Now, I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at Annie, Annie at coolassistant.com to schedule your complimentary discovery call.